0: Hey, it's Dan Class, and this is The Bitterest Pill. You're listening to a free release of an old premium pill episode. This is episode number 128, Boys Still Shoot for Analog. Originally released back in April of 2008... If you enjoy this and don't want to wait for the next episode, the next episode, the next episode, all these uh, ones that are being released now are available as part of the pillbox release of the first year of the premium pill, and then of course there's pillbox two, and maybe someday I'll get around to pillbox three. Um, Anyway, go to the Bitter's Pill for that, but anyway, here it is right now, uh, Bitter's Pill episode number 128, Boys Still Shoot for Analog? Goes from sassy girl to Willy Wonka girl to stick it girl. Then poopy pants. My daddy may now make an announcement. To the bitterest pill welcome welcome to uh, you know the garage uh, it's the bitterest pill We're recording live under the flypath here and <laughs> beautiful oh it's just it's so beautiful if you've never been to Los Angeles uh, wow wow there's absolutely nothing like shoulder to shoulder mini malls. Uh, palm trees that have been stolen from uh, the tropics somewhere and bust in. You know what I mean? Silicone valleys uh, as far as the eye can see, and and we'll get into that in just a moment. Uh, you know, you know who I right? I'm Dan. Dan Class, shut in. Uh, Stay at home dad. Doesn't get out much. Living under the flight path uh, at LAX, basically. F- uh, you know, I won't even, I'm i not even going to go so far, honestly, as to say failed actor, because that would imply uh, there's still an attempt being made. No, I guess failing actor would mean an attempt was being made. I think we're failed is actually probably, because it's resolute. It's done. Failed, duh. The failure has happened, and maybe has even just a tiny bit uh, been dealt with. On a, on a, if not a spiritual level, at least a monetary level. No one is banking on on the SAG health insurance for much longer. Thank God for Cobra. That, that, that's, you know, that's all I'll say. Uh, Hudson, my son, my son, Hudson. Uh, Okay, so I go to pick him up. I'm solo Lobo because Melissa's home. So I got to pick him up, and I'm in carpool line, or whatever they call drop-off pick-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see Hudson approaching the car with one of his teachers, and he's kind of walking funny. He's doing kind of fun. Now, Hudson has a little John Cleese in him. So seeing Hudson walk funny, not that shocking. He could be avoiding the uh, cracks in the, you know, you, you don't want to break your mother's back. You want to do, maybe it's a ninja thing, who knows what's happening. But he ha- he's walking funny. But his teacher has a very serious look on her uh, young little face. And um, so he gets in the car and explains. Now, this is 3 o'clock, 3.15 in the afternoon. And explains to me that he uh, fell down and hurt his ankle somewhere around 10.30 in the morning. And uh, it's been hurting ever since. And no one thought to um, maybe, you know, anything? You got you got Nothing? You can't, uh, I can be reached by about 15 different modes of communication. They could have called, emailed, uh, faxed, text message, Twitter, SMS, RSS, IMHDWP, you know? I can be reached when my son is in agonizing pain, hobbling uh, around a two-story building for five hours. You, you really, you can't? You got nothing? Now, this is a private school. Now, those of you that send your kids to public school, or those of you, like me, who went to public school, uh, you may make some, uh, how shall I say, inaccurate assumptions about private school. First and foremost, you're probably assuming that a private school is somehow better equipped To handle things than a public school. But see, in this particular case, and I don't want tuition to go up, so I don't necessarily want you to hire a nurse. But there's no nurse. Okay? There's no there's no nurse. There's Mrs. Yamaguchi that works the front desk. That is the exception. That's like the extent of the medical staff on hand. Is, seriously, the the lady that says, hello, you've called the school. Lovely lady. Very qualified for the the basic functions of her job as far as uh, some paper paper shuffling, some phone answering, some fax uh, sending and receiving, transmission and acceptance, and apparently light triage. Now, does she have any qualifications in the light uh, medical attention area? Not really sure, but apparently instead of calling the father of the child, or how shall I say the mother, the parent, next of kin on the emergency list, the carpool buddy, anybody, no, they just sent him to Mrs. Yamaguchi at the front desk. God bless you, Mrs. Yamaguchi, who says to him, it looks fine to me. Um, let's put some heat on it. I think what you do, you know, see how it feels. And then put some heat on it, and uh, it'll be fine. And Hudson is explaining all this as I'm driving he and I home, grinding my teeth down to just a fine kind of, right, enamel powder. Because I don't know if you're supposed to put heat on it or cold on it. It's not my position to know necessarily. I just don't want to bank on Mrs. Yamaguchi having gotten it right. I know the it's okay, it's 50-50. Flip a coin, heads or tails, could be Mrs. Yamaguchi gets it. She she could get it. It could be warm and then cold. I don't it could be cold and then warm. I don't know. I don't want to flip the coin and come up wrong. Right? Listen, we've been to doctors. Doctors qualified medical professionals top of their field, and they've messed up. Talou once had a cast on her arm for three hours that if she had left it on for the three weeks that the doctor prescribed, she would now probably have a minor loss of one of her limbs. Thanks, Doc. Nice oath. So... I take him home and I say, kid, I'm going to get you a snack. I'm going to tell your mom what's going on. And then I'm driving you to Dr. K. Now, Dr. K, pediatrician. Dr. K, because he's a pediatrician, he spent a rather lengthy bit of time in medical school. Medical school was attended by Dr. K, as opposed to Mrs. Yamaguchi, who went to uh, office products management. We go see Dr. K. Now, Mrs. Yamaguchi said, put warm, keep it warm, warm and elevated. Dr. K says, "Mm mm-hmm, tails, Dr. K says tails, Dr. K says cold, then warm, cold, 24 hours of cold, Hawkeye, okay, Trapper John, listen. It's cold for 24 hours, because hot will make it swell, and swell will make it uh, who knows what. I don't need to know. Again, je ne sais quoi le docteur, okay? Is it that much to ask that you don't... Is there not a book? Is there not like a Dr. Spock's Guide to Hot and Cold Packs? that they could have under the desk at the office if Mrs. Yamaguchi is in fact going to be the resident nurse on call? Okay. Is that really like, uh, what, minor emergencies for dummies? Nothing? You got nothing. You're just going to go with, listen, I know it's, it's one or the other. Listen, just have your dad do something, and as long as it's out of my hands, honestly, I'm fine. I don't know maybe, I'm, you know, maybe I'm asking too much, right? See, when I was a kid, I lived in this naive uh, world where, you know, if someone was in customer service, they would actually service the customers. No, you know what it was? I, I thought the world was proactive. That was my mistake. Mistake number one, at about seven years old, for some reason, I made the assumption that the world, or at least the country, was proactive instead of reactive. In other words, like what's a perfect, I had this perfect example recently of like, well, I'll tell you, and this this goes into the bigger tale uh, of, uh, you know, whatever. And I don't want to say it's a story. It's more a, a, of an v- incredibly long and boring anecdote. Because in the end, there's no, nothing, there's no moral, there's no learning, there's it's just what happened. But um, you know, a, a, as you know, being a stay-at-home dad, podcasting uh, icon, doesn't exactly pay well. Right, every once in a while, I have to actually leave the house and take on some sort of work, or bring some work into the house, like earlier. Earlier, I was cutting uh, a podcast that somebody needs. Some guys are paying some other guys, and those other guys uh, took some of the money, and they said, hey, we'll give you some of the money if you'll do all the work. Or some of the work, or at least, uh, you know, what we can say you work here, you wrote a book, we can say you were, right, can we just do something like that? Yes, fine. So, uh, my friend, so I do this work, and you know Tim Coyne. Do you know Tim from the Hollywood Podcast? Tim Coyne and I uh, often work with our friend Eric's PR company, Eric Schwartzman. And Eric Schwartzman uh, emailed us and said, "Hey, I'm doing this press event." Can you come videotape it for us, because uh, I know you've got the cameras, and we'll put together an electronic press kit, and it's this thing, and uh, it'll be fun, and, uh, and you know, and there's going to be a little bit of money in it, so let's see what we can do. Tim and I, of course, <laughs> bring it on. Any, any reason to justify having the cameras is fine with, with us, right? So, um, so, he says, yeah. Now, you know me. Uh, rather f- frugal. Rather under uh, financed, kind of middle class mentality, tightwad,, uh, you know, try to keep my feet on the ground. The event that we're going to go videotape is a fashion show of couture for children. A fashion show of couture for children, possibly, for me, hell on earth, but we need the bread, we all need the bread, guess who's going to the baby couture show and videotaping children On a runway, which is just not right. Children should not be on a runway. I don't know who I expect to model, baby clothes, young midgets, I I don't know. But there's just something right, not right, right? Not right, all right, about catwalk, like baby catwalk. Now the stipulation of the whole job is thus and and this that we have to be able to shoot this event. This is a press event. It's not the real event. We're not shooting anything real. It's a fake. It's a complete sham of an event, which apparently happens all the time. What do I know about public relations, right? It's a it's a basically it's a press event for an event that's the weekend. So what we got to do is go in, videotape, run away, cut together this electronic press kit thing and uh it has to go out on tape to the wires the news wires now why a local event has to go uh, event has to go to the local news stations through ap and reuters i have no idea because as i'm driving all over town trying to find the right tapes to give to the wires i'm passing channel 5 channel 4 channel 2 but so, we've got this gig. If we can pull off getting these tapes done by nine o'clock the next morning, and these tapes have to be beta SP. Okay? It's got to be beta SP. It's got to be six of them, and they got to be done by nine o'clock. Now, listen, no fooling around. If you can't get this done, there's no need to even shoot the thing. It's a non thing if you can't get it done. All. Or nothing, right? That's it. No problem, no problem, no problem. No problem, except no one wants to turn around these stupid tapes and get them to me by nine in the next morning. I call here, I call there, I call everywhere while I'm on jury duty. That's what I did while I was on jury duty. I sat there uh, making phone calls to places trying to get them to dub my tape. So finally, I call uh, Kevs. Now, Kevs is a guy that uh, works or used to work with Melissa. Kevs. Kev's had the hookup. Kev's had the uh one So Kev's hooks us up with this place. No problem. You want it done? No problem. You want it at six? No problem. No, it was nine. Nine. and nine, nine, nine. You want it at nine? No sweat. When are you going to drop him off? Probably, I don't know, five? No sweat. So I think this is... We're locked and loaded, man. We're locked and stinking loaded. Tim and I are going to show up. We got the cameras, we're gonna bring mics, we're gonna look nice, we'll do the thing, we're professional shaven guys, right? So Eric's uh protege, Katie, wonderful girl, woman, young lady, whatever, uh, you know, checks in with me all the time. And things change a little bit. Well, what happens is. <laughs> oh, did I say did I say 9 o'clock? No, the wires are now saying they need it by 7 o'clock. The wires need it by... Not, not, did I say 9? No, no, no. By 7. They need it at 7 o'clock. Which means I'm going to have to send a messenger around 6. Around 6 o'clock in the morning. Oh. Hmm. Now, I'm finding this out on uh, Friday, Monday before the Tuesday event. And uh, see, it, oh, <laughs> I couldn't find anybody to do it when it was being picked up at nine. You think I'm going to be able to find somebody that can be there? Someone's going to be there at six? So I call the hookup, right? Kev's hookup. I'm like, hey, how you doing? It's me again, sales guy. Um, 6 o'clock? Can we do 6? Can we do, is that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to a sales guy. Guess what the answer is. You talk to a sales guy, the answer is? That's right. It's absolutely. Absolutely. You may want to check with customer service, but absolutely, it shouldn't be a problem. Shouldn't be a problem? Absolutely. Absolutely, Dan. Okay. Okay. I'm going to hang up now, because i got some more uh, sales calls to make. Okay? No problem. Now... For a little while, I worked in television. What I I did for a while is I worked at Universal Studios as a production coordinator, which is a weird, bad, hard job that I was not well suited for. Uh, I would do stand-up when we were on hiatus a lot, and then I would go and I would work from like 7 to 7, 8, 9, whatever, every day. It was weird in this little windowless office. What I learned doing that job though is when it comes to like production and hard deadlines and stuff like that, you you (laughs) things have got to be buttoned all the way down. So for me to say to the protege, we're covered, I gotta know that I am buttoned all the way down. When someone asks me a question, it was kind of like being in the military, someone asks you a question, you say, 8 a.m. Are you sure? Yes, I am. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. I am. I am. Okay? And if you don't know for sure that it's 8 a.m., then you find out what it is for sure When the, until they can say, are you sure? Yes, I am. I am. I am. 8 a.m. Okay. Well, suddenly now I can't be sure about 6 a.m. And I'm kind of freaking out. I'm kind of freaking out. you ever freak out to where your brain kind of shuts off? I was kind of doing a little bit of that, because now it's the day before the event. Tim and I are ready, and we may not need to do this, because we suddenly can't pull it off. Because I call customer service, and this is where it gets back to serving the customers. Hey, uh, my name's Dan Klass. I just talked to uh, Aaron in sales. Yeah, He uh, said that uh, we, uh, you know, 6 o'clock. Cool? I don't know. You'd have to ask the operations manager. My darling, can can you guess what then my next question is going to be? Is the operations manager there? No, he's not in, but yeah, you'd really have to find out from him. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know when he's going to be back? Or maybe you could ask him and then call me back? Please? Oh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess I could do that. Thanks, I say. So she calls me back. Yeah, I talked to the operations manager. Uh, We could do the job, but there's not going to be anybody here uh, in the shipping department to let the tapes out until 7. Oh. See that water? You see the body floating on the top of the water? That's me. That's me floating dead in the water. Okay, we got to call the protege. We got to call the protege. We got to call the protege. And we got to see. I mean, are they just trying to be in a rush? Right? Is this up for to, for debate? Is this up? We can we any? We, is there wiggle e room? Is there any wiggle room with you know the wires? Is there wiggle room with the, Katie? Is there hi Katie? Katie, this is Dan, and I'm trying very hard to sound casual on the phone. How are you? Listen, um, wiggle room, please. I don't know. I don't think so. Can we find out? Can we find out, Katie, if there is definitely yes wiggle room or definitely no wiggle room? Can we find that out? Who do we have to ask? Do you want to talk to Eric? Yes. <laughs> I want to talk to Eric right now. Now, Eric, I don't know if you know Eric. He does He's he does a PR podcast called, uh, I don't know what it's called, Behind the Mic? Frontline, I do so much work for him now. I can't remember what the name of it. I'm sorry, man, I can't remember the name of your actual show. I'll think of it. I'll put it. I'll put it on the website. But listen, so Eric is a mellow. Eric is an even dude. He is bred for PR because he is an even. Hey, Dan. Eric, hi, wiggle room. Nope. So I'm like, right. That's it. All the blood drains out of my entire body. Now I'm in a pool on my office desk chair. Tim is actually, at this point, he's there. We're supposed to be, like, comparing notes for the next day. He's watching the blood just pour out of me. Eric, um, yeah, this 6 o'clock thing is killing me, man. I don't know if I can pull off this 6. 6? Six, six? Really? 6? Six? To which Eric says, well, I thought you guys were going to just rent uh, decks and do the dubs yourself. Well, yeah, I guess we did think about that. I, I mentioned that at the jury day, but uh, why is that? Is that what usually happens? Yeah, you know, I, you know, you hire a company, they come and shoot, they've got the decks, they make the cut, they make the dubs, they send them out. It's you know. Oh. Okay. Interesting. So see, I, I'm not dead in the water. I'm not dead in the water at all. See, because what you gotta do sometimes is not try to continuously invent the wheel. Sometimes you just gotta look around and go, hey, look at that round thing on the bottom of that cart. It's making it go so smooth and fast. If you're going to do PR, if you're going to do an EPK, if you're going to have to turn something around right away, why try to reinvent the wheel by making phone calls and calling here and calling there, calling Kevs and getting the hookup? Call the guy with a couple of decades of PR. I thought you guys were going to rent decks. That's the solution. That's the solution. Except that it is the day before at roughly 2 in the afternoon. And I have never so much as seen a Beta SP deck. Now I know what Beta is. Beta is short for Beta Max. Remember Beta Max versus uh, VHS? If you were my age, when you were uh, in high school, your parents would have had a Beta machine about the size of a suitcase, a nice little front-loading model. Beautiful picture, better than VHS and uh, nothing to rent. So I know what a Beta SP deck kind of is, but I certainly do not know where to rent a Beta deck. So we get some guys on the phone. We find out where we can rent one. We can rent one. Should we pick it up right now? Should we pick, I'm panicking. Should we pick it up now? No. We don't need it now. We don't need it for 24 hours. Pick it up in 24 hours. Yes, Tim, thank you. Thank you for at least having your head still attached to your body. So, tomorrow, we're going to go shoot. What time What time do we have to be there? Well, the event's at 11.30, and for whatever reason, Eric wants us to be there at 8.45. Okay. We'll go there. We'll be there at 8.45. We'll do the thing, 12.30. We'll go get the tape stock. We'll go get the dub decks. We'll take them back to the garage. We'll do the thing. Luckily, the event is smooth. Smooth as silk. Eric is prepared. Katie, the protege. Completely aces. The other young woman, I don't know her name, don't remember. Aces. So basically, we've been hired to go to this baby event. Baby, toddler, kid, couture, runway event. And tape the dress rehearsal the event and stuff going on kind of backstage, makeup and hair and uh, you know, you know parents uh, schmoozing or parents. Oh yeah. Parents. See because where there is a baby runway there are babies and where there's baby runway and babies and kids and a kid runway, there's so there's going to be LA Stage moms. But not normal, crazy actor, actress stage moms. Couture Pilates bodies. Stage moms. Just kind of feeling out the situation. Maybe can get a discount on some $800 flip-flops. So, Tim and I, flaming heterosexuals, have been hired to videotape the children who are there with their mommies. The Pilates, jogging, surgically enhanced, dyed and blow-dried mommies, makeup girls, hair, PR, facilities, press, newscasters. Focus on the kids. Focus on the kids. It, it is amazing. The gravitational pull the two silicone orbs can have when I'm working a camera. It's just silicone. It's some sort of uh, like a liquid plastic, rubber. What is silicone? Right? Or saline. Basically, you could take two bags of water, and depending on their location on the earth, how they've become into the room, very distracting. And the crazy thing is, I know it's just two bags of water. I think we're all being very upfront about the fact that it is really just a couple of bags, and and when I say two, of course, I mean eight or ten pairs of bags of silicone or water. The event, you know, without a hitch, really lovely event, not actually creepy, which was awesome because I was really weird. It was going to be like, and here's Jean-Pierre Jean Ramsey with the latest from uh, from I- Icky Icky. You know, I mean, it was actually really cool, really cool. Eric learned a lot from Eric about the whole PR thing and these press events and just that whole thing. It was really, honestly, top notch. We have a little bite to eat with the uh the proteges. Kiss Eric goodbye, see you later. We have to go stand out with the valet parking. That and that's always the worst, is being uh, just something I okay, we won't get into valley parking. I hate valet parking. They finally bring the car, we drive off. Now th- this was kind of weird. We Tim and I drive, because I picked him up, and we go get the tapes. And then we go to the place where we're going to rent the Beta SP decks. And we find the place, we go up to the door and the door's locked. So I I'm sure the people inside heard me like try to open the door and I'm looking around for another door and I'm just about to uh, ring the bell and someone opens the door. And it was Hudson's first grade teaching assistant. And I stood there, and I looked at her, and she said, hi. And I said, hi. What the hell are you doing here? Now, it was fairly obvious what she was doing there. She works there. But it was one of those like familiar objects from an unfamiliar angle. Like, what is Ms. Fuji doing at the place where we're here? But she's supposed to be. In the classroom at this thing, she's supposed to be at the classroom doing that thing, not here doing this thing with a beta SP rental. It was just like, huh, what, why? It was just ab- absolutely mind blowing. So now my mind has been blown. So first we've been like dodging silicone and uh, saline all morning. Now my mind has been blown, and now I have to understand how to. Hook up and operate these uh, monolithic tape machines. These things—I, uh, you know—I don't know where they're from. I don't know what century they're from. I don't know if they were being produced the year Back to the Future came out. I mean, I have no idea. All I know is it finally dawns on me when we're saying there. Hey, Beta SP is analog. I am in some kind of weird time warp. Where there's no digital, there's no... It, like, we can't upload this crap to Reuters through the internet? No. It's got to be on Beta SP. We, really? They're really... Like, in 2007? 2008? Excuse me? You're not... You really... Beta SP, huh? Analog videotape. Pretty much the same thing that I was using in my basement in 1982 to videotape with my friends. Luckily, the guys at this place... We're so cool. Super cool. The president of the company comes out, and he's cracking jokes. Super dry. We call him Cromwell. He's just this tall. He just looks like James Cromwell. Imagine James Cromwell comes out and just starts sliding out the one-liners. Sliding them, sliding them, sliding them out. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. We get them back. Tim has to go do something. I come back, set it up. Here we go. Are they? Is it working? Yes, it's working. Look, I can hook it up to the monitor, and we play. If I put a tape in here, and it plays, and I put the thing, and the thing. so we we set up in here, right in here. We set up the video lab right here in the in the garage where I am. Tim brings over his DV clamshell. We've got the cameras. We've got the deck. We've got the other deck. We've got the monitor. It's all set up. We think we're all set. We think we're ready to go. We've got the hard drives, the external. You got to have some external hard drives. You've got to have the. And I had him bring his laptop over so we could actually edit in here and talk and blah and blah and blah and not keep the family away because this was very clear we were not going to be done by five. We weren't even going to start pulling clips till seven. So, I'm already getting a little because ah, 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 we're going to be up. So, Tim and I get all set up. We're all ready to go. We're going to put the tapes in his little deck. They're going to go into the computer. And then the footage is going to be saved on the hard drive. Are you with me? DV into the computer. Right? digital From our cameras, digital video into the computer, into the hard drive. No problem, except, aha. Now, I'm going to lose the non-tech people here, but not really. Little problem with that plan, because, see, uh, I had Tim bring his laptop over, which only has one connection, and we need two connections. One connection, Firewire connection, for the clamshell cassette deck, and one for the hard drive. We have no way, see, suddenly, of getting the footage all the way through that process. And we have to print press releases to include in some of the packages that are going to be picked up at now 5.30 in the morning from my house. And guess who's out of ink? Yes, I am. Because the kids like to print out everything they ever see on the internet. Every web page they ever see that has anything that you can color, either whether it's online and you color it there or you print it and then you, it, it gets printed. Hudson just had a big report, and he had to make a diorama. He's printing out pictures of Bill Cosby, and the ocean, and sea lions, and all this crap. I've got no ink, and I have to print out press releases sometime between now and 5.30 in the morning. And Office Depot, which is the only place open after 7 o'clock, is going to close in about 10 minutes. And we need a FireWire hub. So, Melissa goes to Office Depot. No, Melissa goes to Office Depot. Then we realize we need the... Firewire hub. Then we call Melissa, and she does not pick up her phone. Please, honey, pick up your phone, because we also need a Firewire hub. And if you don't get the Firewire hub, Office Depot is going to close. And then I guess Tim is going to have to drive all the way home to get the hub so we can even begin this odyssey. My wife... Did not pick up her phone because my wife's phone was in the kitchen. In the kitchen, in the exact spot that I leave my phone, typically, when she needs me, and that results in me being read the right act. I don't know who wrote the right act. I don't know who published the right act. All I know is I have had it read to me every time I have left the house without my telephone. Tim and I have fun. We pull clips. Oh, this girl's this is Sassy Girl. Basically, the, 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 the edit ends up, I'll, you know what, I'll send you a link to it. It goes from Sassy Girl, everybody had a nickname goes from sassy girl to Willy Wonka girl, to stick it girl, because she turned and she stuck it like a gymnast, then poopy pants, then umbrella girl, and then rock and roll boy, ah, like that. We put the thing together, we've got the titles, we're all set, and here you go, and yada yada, and it's all perfect, it's working great, we're having fun, we're getting it done. Sure, it's one o'clock in the morning, who cares? Well, we finally, we had some trouble. We finally get then now, we've got everything. The only way we can make this work is to now get the final version back onto a little DV camera type tape to put into our little deck situation that's sitting on the floor. And we're going to go from the little digital tape to the big analog tape. And we put the little digital tape in there and it's fine. It's working great. It's showing up on the monitor. Everything's cool. And then I push record. See, I put the big analog tape in there. I push record. And it doesn't seem... Huh. Okay. It doesn't seem to be doing anything. But the meters are metering and the levels are leveling. It's on the monitor. It's showing. There's, the, there's uh, uh, Stick It Girl and Poopy Pants and uh, uh, the Asian twins that spin, spin, spin. So the thing does its thing, stop, stop, I hit stop, stop, I hit rewind on the little tape, I hit rewind on the big tape, that's strange, I hit rewind on the big tape, hi, nothing, nothing, hit rewind, nothing, hit play, look at the monitor, nothing, okay, rewind, Okay. Okay. What? what okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's two in the morning. We have no emergency number. And uh, okay, let's try this again. Start the little one. Mm-hmm. It starts to record. Hit record. Okay, it's on the monitor. It's on the levels up. It's on the levels down. And the, the DV thing has levels. The big thing has levels. Everything is go. It says record. The numbers are moving. One second, two second, three second, four. Everything is going. I'm sticking my ear in the machine. It sounds like it's moving. It's making noises. I don't know what's happening. Oh, okay. This has got to be it. I don't know why it didn't work the first time. You know what, dude? I'm so tired. Maybe I didn't push the button. Or maybe I... may I, You know, who I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Okay, it's done. It's time to stop. It's time to stop. Hit stop on the DV. Hit rewind. Hit record. Click. Or I hit stop stop, hit rewind, nothing, nothing, click, 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 thump, 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 nothing. There's nothing to rewind. I begin to have a complete and utter meltdown. I could feel it. It was going to be a meltdown that started at my feet and worked its way up like a rising tide, and when it got to my brain, I would drown. And I feel it rising, and it's rising. And I'm mumbling something to Tim Coyne, dude, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. We got no one to call. Dude, if we can't get these dubs made by 5.30, this whole thing, we're going to eat this whole thing. We're going to eat the day, we're going to eat all the tapes, we're going to eat all the big tapes, we're going to eat renting these decks for about $200, bucks. we are going to eat everything. I'm going to eat everything. And we are going to look like complete morons to Eric and the Proteges. And it's rising. And it's about a crotch level. The sinking, melting, drowning sensation. And Tim goes into the bathroom. He comes back. And maybe it was that moment alone. I don't know. Maybe it was that brief, just like, hey, wait a minute. I haven't always lived in the digital modern world where the computer starts the deck. There's a computer in your car, there's a computer in your house, your clock radio is set by the sun, or the Greenwich Mean Time comes in from a laser beam. I grew up in the world where, uh, you know, you had to pedal your bike, you had to watch TV while it was being broadcast. You put a needle on a piece of vinyl that spun around and sound came out of speaker. And I was also around when you had big cassette decks that played analog cassette tapes, and whenever you wanted to record your favorite song off of Casey Kasem's Top 40, you didn't just push the record button, You, dum-dum. You had to push play and record. It was two fingers. It was two fingers, it was two buttons, it was two buttons, it was two buttons. Because record by itself wouldn't do jackrabbit. Record by itself wouldn't even move. It would just be there locked until you did the two finger. The two finger or the two hand two finger. Some two things had to be in synchronicity. Kachunk, chunk And you knew that once you ka-chunked, the thing would start to roll and it would record and jive talking would come on the radio and you'd catch it and you'd play it for the rest of the week and then you'd never want to hear jive talking again. So Tim comes back and I say to him, Tim, I have one option left. I have one idea, one thought. I think it's a good one. I really do. I think I think this is the answer, but I'm going to tell you something right now, brother. Uh, if I don't have the answer right now and we try this, we do my little thing, push, play, record at the same time. If we do that and nothing happens, guess what? Uh, it was very nice meeting you. I will listen to your podcast uh, from the asylum if they have access to the internet, but it's going to be bye-bye real, real soon. Because the tide is about at my throat. So if I don't hurry up and push these buttons, it's all going to be over. So I pushed. Play on the little deck. DV starts to spin. Bars and tone. Bars and tone. Good. Record. And play. Cur. Chunk. (laughs) Tape. Beautiful, glorious, analog, magnetic, video, tape. Half-inch, professional-grade, beta SP tape is moving through the record heads at however many frames a second it requires to record this stupid electronic press kit of these jive-ass kids to send to the wires. But it's over. We rejoice in it. We rejoice in the fact that it is 2.15, 30 I don't know what time it was. It was over. No editing process, no notes from the client. This was it. Print the press releases, put them in the bags, and wait. Tim and I shook hands. He went home. All I had left to do was to ensure that the messenger got the tapes in his hand in about two and a half hours. I had only two and a half hours to sleep, and then I had to wake up two and a half hours to sleep, and then to wake up? I honestly thought I would just sleep on the couch next to the front door and just wait to hear the guy on the step, because if I get in the bed under the sheet and the comforter with the wife, she's been warming the bed now for five, six hours... I'm a goner, but I took the risk. I took the risk because I'm not a man that can say no to a warm female in a bed, warm sheets, cool air. It's not going to happen. To say I had a headache the next day. I had such a headache, I had to wear sunglasses. I don't usually actually wear sunglasses outside. I I just, I got changing the glasses all the time. Who needs it? I had to wear I had, I had to, had to. And I was going to drop some tapes off at Eric's office. And so I took my glasses. See, I wanted to wear, and it's kind of a walk from where I parked to the actual office. So I wanted to put my glasses, leave my sunglasses on. Walk to the building and then change them, but I didn't want to carry the big case, so I put the glasses, my real glasses, the ones I'm wearing right now, in my shirt pocket. And uh, Leave the shades on, and I got to get the tapes, and they're in the back of the car. It's a wagon, so it's, uh, so I get them, I reach in, ah, I'm so tired, my head hurts, and I reach in, and I go and I get them, and I walk up to the office, and it's very dark in there, so I go, I take off my shades, I go to put on my, where are my glasses? Where are where are my where are my glasses Where are my glasses Where are my glasses Now I have to search myself all day long for car keys You know I got one two I got four pockets in my pants one in my shirt one in two three four my jacket Who knows I'm constantly in a state of frisking myself for my own keys That's not anything new Where are my where are my glasses more importantly, where are the where, where's the only pair of glasses I have in the world that have my magic? Uh, I'm an old man. Lenses. I can't see Jack Rabbit without the real thing. Well, apparently, as I had reached into the wagon to grab the tapes, my sunglasses are lying on the side of the road. On Westwood Boulevard. Penance, perhaps, for being so easily distracted by bags of salt water. I don't know. I don't know. We did it. We made the dubs. We shot the shoot. We shot the shots. We got the shots. We cut the shots. We dubbed the shots. Onto analog magnetic video tape. As we were there at the shoot, at the event, the event, the PR event, we're talking to a camera guy. You got to talk to the other camera guys because you're a camera guy. You got to talk to the other camera guys what does he tell us? That they're going to give him a new camera. He works for like uh, Inside Edition or whatever. He's a news camera guy, right? Yeah, they're going to give me a new camera in a couple weeks. Everything's going digital. Digital high def. No more analog. No more beta. No more dubs. It's all going to be high def, and it's all going to be internet. Great. Alright, that's it. Alright, that's it. it.
1: Alright, that's it. Poopy pants!
0: Poopy pants! No more analog. Poopy pants. No more analog. Poopy pants. Alright, that's it. No more analog. Alright, that's it. Alright, that's it. I don't know who wrote the right act.
1: I don't know who published
0: the right act. All I know is I have had it read to me every time I have left the house without my telephone. That's it. That's it. We're done. That's Isn't that enough? Oh, how long was that? Horribly long. Wow, I actually did talk nonstop for almost an hour. Um, for those of you that, that were here live, thank you for being here. Let's. Uh, if you want to stick around and chat, uh, you know, I'm not going in the house too fast. So what time is it? Oh, it's bedtime. Um, if you're just listening, thanks for uh, tuning in and downloading and all, all that stuff. I appreciate, uh, as always, your patronage. Or your patronage? Are you patronizing me? Are you patronizing me or patronizing me? I mean, that's really, honestly, my biggest question. What is truly the nature of this relationship? Is it uh, that you appreciate what I do, or is it pure schadenfreude? And I have no idea how to spell that word, so it won't be in the show notes. Uh, you know, le- leave me a message at thebitterspill, uh, dot com. uh You can't call me anymore because they took away the phone number which is just as well because uh, they took it away cuz nobody was calling me. You know, I'm not sure if we're going to when we're going to tent the house for termites, so I don't know when that uh, show's going to happen. I don't know. But thank you. That uh, concludes this broadcast. The Bitter's Pill is produced by Jacket Media, jacketmedia.com, makers of fine podcasts since 2004. <laughs> This episode is part of the Pillbox Collection from the first year of the Bitter's Pill Premium. That can be yours for a small price of uh, whatever it says on the website. I don't remember anymore. Uh, Go to thebitterspill.com to check that out. Or if you want to know what we're doing right now instead of, uh, you know, three years ago, become a premium pill subscriber. Again, at thebitterspill.com. You know, thebitterspill.com.